Welcome to the Purple Political Breakdown. I am glad you are here and I'm glad you are listening to today's podcast episode. My mission in each and every one of these episodes is to really focus on the solutions to some of the biggest questions and most controversial topics going on in our current society. I feel like most of these conversations are not truly being discussed in a more logical and respectful manner due to the political toxicity that goes on with both the left and the right, both the Democrats and the Republicans. In this podcast, I don't care about any of that. I am focused on the solutions. I'm focused on bridging gaps. If you want to join me on this journey, if you want to discuss some of the most important topics, if you are tired of the political toxicity and negativity from both sides, please support this channel, share the podcast, and go to my website, www.purplepoliticalbreakdown.com. I appreciate the support. I'll continue to make content and hopefully we can start bridging these gaps and focusing on real issues going on in our world. Welcome to the Purple Political Breakdown. I'm your host, Riddell Lewis. We are here for episode number 60. We're going to be talking about mental health. We're going to be talking about drugs and a little bit different perspective of the conversation. But before we dive into that, I did want to do something a little bit more for fun. So... There is this uh, test or, or like survey or whatever you want to describe it as that determines your political affiliation based off a of political compass. So I'm going to fill it out, see where I lie on the spectrum. Uh, first question, if economic globalism is inevitable, it should primarily serve humanity rather than the interests of transnational corporations. Now, the answers I could choose from is agree, strongly agree, disagree, strongly disagree. Economic globalization serve humanity rather than the interests of transnational corporations. Um, I mean, I agree. There is some practicality to adhering to these corporations because in order for society to thrive, you do need this kind of capitalist body um, to work to an extent. To create all this food or, or, you know, create top tier medicals. Uh, So, yeah, it's a little bit, it's it's more nuanced. But in general, I would agree that its primary function should be in in behalf of humanity. I always support my country whether it is right or wrong. I would agree. There's no need, well... Always support my country, whether it's right or wrong. I would, I would disagree. Actually, sure, it would have to determine what you believe is right or wrong. But for me, I think I have a good basis on moral ethics. So if America did stuff like you know, for example, what Russia is doing, then I would have to condemn my country. Um. But for the most part, America is nowhere like a dictatorship or authoritarian uh, authoritarian government. So I don't think that will happen. But yeah, I'll, I'll disagree. No one chooses their country at birth, so it's foolish to be proud on it. I strongly disagree. Foolish to be proud of your country is something that's really dumb. You are born here. You, this country takes care of you. And your family. I think there needs to be some semblance of pride there. 
Our race has many superior qualities compared with other races. I'll strongly disagree. I mean, each race, I guess, may have superior qualities, depending on, like, biologically. Um, You know, but for the most part, it really doesn't matter. It's up to you to kind of make of it what you will. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. I, I, I agree. I slightly agree to that. You know what I'm saying? You got to do what is necessary. Military action that defies international law is sometimes justified. Um, Probably in the past, sure. But nowadays, I wouldn't agree. I would disagree. Nowadays, I don't think there's any need to break out of international law to win a war. So, yeah, nowadays, I would, I would disagree. There's now a warring fusion of information and entertainment. I would strongly agree. I think entertainment and information is hitting a very weird point. People are ultimately divided more by class than by nationality. I strongly agree to that. Controlling inflation is more important than controlling unemployment. I agree to that. I think for the most part, when we think of unemployment... Yes, we want to create as much jobs for people as possible, but you can never truly control whether or not people want to take a job. There is tons of jobs available, but some people don't want sometimes people don't want to be on those bottom of barrel jobs. They're there like blue collar jobs, of course. As for inflation, that's going to affect everybody regardless of whether or not you want it to. So yeah, I agree. Because corporations cannot be trusted to voluntarily protect the environment, they require regulation. I would agree. From each according to his ability to each according to his need is a fundamentally good idea. According to his ability, each according to his need. Hmm. I would, I would. Oh, I would agree to that. I would agree to that. The freer the market, the freer the people. Hmm. I would agree to that. It's a sad reflection on our society that something as basic as drinking water is now a bottle branded product. I don't disagree. Uh, everything in society having some sort of kind of process is not inherently a bad thing because even like water can be mass produced if done in in a better manner right relying on people to find water one and for the water to be clean too is a very hard task to do so i would disagree on that completely land shouldn't be a commodity to be bought and sold i disagree Land can't be free for everyone, regardless of whether or not you think it should be. People are going to create lines within the land itself. I mean, they did that before uh, colonialism, so it is what it is. It is regrettable that many personal fortunes are made by people who simply manipulate money and contribute nothing to their society. Many personal fortunes are made by people who manipulate uh, I, I guess I can agree to that, right? Well, there are not many is really many, but enough, even a 
small number is too many to some. Protectionism is something necessary in trade. Um, let me define protectionism. So I have a hunch on what it means, but might as well define it so we're all on the same page here. Protectionism is a government policy that restricts international trade to support the domestic economy or industries. Hmm. Restricts international trade. So there's more trade domestically. Sometimes necessary. Sometimes necessary. I, I would agree. There's some. Should be some restriction to an extent. I probably would agree to that. The only social responsibility of a company should be to deliver a profit to its shareholder. Um, only? No. Disagree. The rich are too highly taxed. Um, they are, in percentage-wise, they are the most taxed. Um, amount-wise, they are the most taxed. I would say increasing taxes on the rich doesn't seem to be worth it in a lot of cases. Especially the the really which because they can manipulate their assets to make it non tax or untaxed to an extent. I would I would uh too highly tax. I probably would agree. There's probably a more efficient manner to tax the 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 rich. So I would agree. Those with the ability to pay should have access to higher standards of medical care. I would agree, although I think there needs to be a threshold on the bottom of medical care for everyone, like, that's definitely a conversation. If you have more money, you should get better medical care. That's just how it works. Government should penalize businesses that mislead the public. I would agree. I would strongly agree. Don't manipulate the people. Genuine free market requires restriction on the ability of predator multinationals to create monopolies. Um, yeah, we don't need monopolies. Abortion when the woman's life is not threatened should always be illegal. Well, abortion, I would disagree. Abortion being illegal, yeah. All authority should be questioned. All authority? Yes. Questioned is a fair thing to say. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Sure, I guess. Taxpayers should not be expected to prop up any theaters or museums that cannot survive on a commercial basis. I would agree. Schools should not make classroom attendance compulsory. Um, I would, I would, I would disagree. Sometimes kids don't know better. All people have... They're right, but it's better for all of us that different sorts of people should keep to their own kind. Strongly disagree. Good parents sometimes have to spank their child. I do think physical punishment should be part of the equation, but obviously it's very much nuanced. I would agree. Personally. It's natural for children to keep some secrets from their parents. I would, I would agree. I would agree. Pro possessing marijuana for a person who should not be a criminal offense, strongly agree. Prime function of schooling should be to equip the future generation to find jobs. Primary function? 
Yes. Only function, no. People with serious inheritable disabilities should not be allowed to reproduce. That is a tough one. People with serious inheritable disabilities should not be allowed to reproduce. Eugenics. If I'm answering for myself, I would agree. Would we legally reinforce it? Hard to say. The most important thing for children to learn is to accept discipline. Um, agreed. There are no savage and civilized people. There are only different culture. Strongly disagree. Those who are able to work and refuse the opportunity should not expect society's support. Agreed. When, you tr when you're troubled, it's better not to think about it, but to keep busy with more cheerful things. Disagree. Mental health is important, as we're going to talk about today. First-generation immigrants can never be fully integrated within their new country. Disagree. What's good for the most successful corporations always ultimately good for any of all for all of us. Um, hmm. I disagree. No broadcasting institution, however independent its content, should receive public funding. I would disagree. Oh, damn, this is longer than I thought. Interesting way to start it. Obviously, you can skip ahead if you uh, want to just get back to the conversation. But maybe these questions are something you can answer to yourself and fill out yourself on politicalcompass.org. Shout out them. Our civil liberties are being excessively curbed in the name of counterterrorism. So, I mean, I've heard conversations in terms of you know um what are they called nsa i think it's called you know the fbi knowing what's going on in your phone and checking what you look up on the internet i would disagree ultimately this type of safety is necessary for us to live a better life in general to ensure that we get the filth off the streets a significant advantage of a one-party state is that it avoids all the arguments that delay progress in a democratic uh, political system. Uh, disagree. I think a state um, totally relying on one ideology is always doomed to fail. Although the electronic age makes official surveillance easier, only wrongdoers need to be worried. I disagree. Everybody should be uh, shouldn't be worried, of course. Then a penalty should be an option for the most serious crimes. I would agree, personally. In a civilized society, one must always have people above to be obeyed and people below to be a command. Yeah, there needs to be a hierarchy structure. Complete and utter compromise across the board without any structure like this just will never work. Abstract art that doesn't represent anything shouldn't be considered art at all. I disagree. To each their own. Art is subjective. In criminal justice, punishment should be more important than rehabilitation. Uh, yeah, I would disagree to this as well. It is a waste of time to try to rehabilitate some criminals. Some criminals, yes, agreed. The business person and the manufacturer. Well, actually, if I want to be like Jesus, everybody is redeemable. But I'm not. I'm going to stay with agree. Not strongly agree, but agree. The business person and the manufacturer are more important than the writer and the artist. Disagree. It's all a team effort. 
Mothers may have careers, but the first duty is to be homemakers. Strongly disagree. Every person nowadays, up to them, how they want to kind of live out their their dutiful lives. A mo- mother doesn't need to be a homemaker first and primarily. If they want to be something else, that's fine, in my opinion. Almost all politicians promise economic growth, but we sh- should heed the warning of the climate science that growth is detrimental to our effort to curb global warming. Disagree. We're going to advance regardless. We just need to adapt to the uh, the changes of climate. The scaling back our evolution is doesn't make sense if I'm being completely honest. As we evolve, that's how human the human race is going to sustain its longevity. Like for example, even like um, uh, terraforming other planets. In order for us to get there, we have to continuously advance. Making peace with the establishment is an important aspect of maturity. Strongly agree. Making peace is, I mean, I think that's the important thing. If you... Okay. Astrology accurately explains many things. Strongly disagree. Astrology is nonsense. You cannot be moral without being religious. Strongly disagree. Charity is better than social security as a means of helping the genuinely disadvantaged. Disagree. Some people are naturally unlucky. Agree. It is important that many child schools instill religious values. Uh, Disagree. Those are easy. All right, last one. Sex outside marriage is usually immoral. Strongly disagree. Same-sex couple in a stable loving relationship should not be excluded from the possibility of child adoption. Strongly agree. Pornography depicting consenting adults should be legal for the adult population. Uh, should it be legal? I'm always iffy about porn, but agreed. What goes on in our private bedroom between consenting adults is no business of state. Consenting? Yeah, strongly agree. The state has no right to be involved. No one can feel feel naturally homosexual. Disagree. I think you can get. I think you can be born gay. Personally, these days openness about sex has gone too far. I uh, strongly agree. Now let's see where I stand in the spectrum. Saying I'm more on the right in terms of economics, and then I'm more towards. I'm like around even towards the left in terms of socially. More economic right, more socially left. Makes sense, honestly. Um, let me think. Nevertheless, the more naturalist and authoritarian a party or individuals, the more right-wing they're still labeled. It's, of course, absurd. Take blah, blah, blah. Is there like a... So my political compass, economic left to right, minus 1.63. So I'm like more to, i'm close to the middle i'm very very close to the middle might as well like show the people what i'm looking at so this right here is what i'm looking at this is where i fall as you can see i'm actually really pretty close to the middle which makes sense to be honest real actually like, really close like i'm like the 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 direct middle is right here i'm like right here a little a line it seems to be a little bit more to the to the left 
in terms of economic and socially libertarian, economically left a little bit, but I'm not too far off the middle. It's as you can see, which I'm honestly not surprised. I'm not surprised to be honest. All right, so that's how we're gonna start the day. I just wanted to do that little little quiz. Maybe you guys learned something about me, of course. But I was I was genuinely interested in doing that, of course. Um, I do want to actually start this out very appropriately by reading something out, of course. Uh, someone emailed me. Emailed me in regards to reading something to kind of talk to y'all about. I'm going to read some of it. Obviously, I'm not going to read all of it if it's too long, but I'm going to read some of it. I'm curious to hear your thought. This person emailed this, told me to read it, of course, and I was going to read it on the podcast. I've said it already. If you guys want to email me, if you want to communicate with me, you can feel free to go to my website, www.purplepoliticalbreakdown.com. And you can join my Patreon to join my Discord where you can appear and have direct conversations with me. Or you can appear the Monday episodes that will be starting next year. I'll be having more open Monday episodes where people can come on and share their thoughts. So this guy told me to go to globaltruthproject.com. Here's what some of it says. I haven't read it. So if I deem this like not fit for your ears, I probably would just cut it out, honestly. But let me read some of it. A man should look for what it is, not for what he thinks about B or what he thinks should be. Truth you can check. It is a matter of fact as the ground and it is useful as food. It's the kind of truth that can make hate and wars as necessary as ignorance. Charles Darwin revealed how evolution works, but not what it really means. Evolution is no longer just a theory. It has been proven true beyond a reasonable doubt. The problem is, even people who believe evolution is true disassociate themselves from the process. They somehow skipped all the lower forms of animal life and just started at the top of the evolutionary ladder. The evidence says we evolved as life evolved. Human beings did not just appear at the top of the evolutionary ladder to reap the benefits of those millions of years of evolution without having to live through it. In other words, you were those other animals. Someone had to be them. You had to be lower animals to be a human now. You lived all the different animals in your evolutionary line. You lived through millions of years and millions of lives and deaths to get where you are now. That's what Dar Darwin's book means. In addition to the fossil evidence, the genetic code proves that all animals, including us, evolved from bacteria over the last 700 million years on Earth. In other words, you were a microbe, an insect, a fish, a dinosaur, an ape. When all of the evidence 100% says something happened and there's no evidence that anything else could have happened, it is the truth behind a reasonable doubt to honest, rational people. We've come a very, very long way, but we have a little further to go. The next and last step in our evolution is learning accepting the truth of life, and this includes acknowledging our true past. The truth will free us from the animal world we all evolved from. So it seems like this is a passage kind of going into the human experience and what it is it is pretty long i might read the entire thing on my free time i do appreciate it this is a very interesting article um i'll read the conclusion or the reason i guess 
We can now use our ability to reason, deductive logic, and extrapolation of the known evidence to know and understand things that evidence does not reveal directly, such as life after death. We have progress enough to know and understand the fundamental truth of life. It will transform us, us and our world. So those are some things that he said, of course. Told me to read that. I read some of it. It was a very interesting uh, passage for the most part, I would say. The one thing that I will point out is the humans obviously involved. I would say human beings are their ability to think and comprehend has played into their evolution. But I will say the world as of right now is too large to have true understanding and logical conclusions on life in the universe itself. But we can make up rationalizations based off perceived experiences. The human experience and the human knowledge is able to come up with conclusion based off pre-existing experience and, and knowledge. So unless we have all all information, then we won't truly have all the answers. So that's kind of my kind of gist behind that, of course. Appreciate you, Alex, for sending me that email. Let's start off with our what you need to know. Shout out 1440 Media, who sends me daily updates in my emails to kind of what is going on in society as of right now. So let's talk about some of the things that you may deem interesting in America, in our society. Started off with Amazon begins offering free drone delivery for prescription medications. Pilot program rolled out in College Station, Texas, aims for delivery within 60 seconds oh, 60 minutes of ordering this is very interesting as we move towards drone deliveries um i'm i don't have a strong opinion as of right now to these drone deliveries i think having more quicker access to the items you buy ultimately should be a good thing but there's i'm sure there's a bigger conversation to be held uh the gdp surges on spending the U.S. gross domestic product grew at an annualized rate of 4.9% in the third quarter of the year, surpassing an analyst expectation of 4.7%. Stronger, strong consumer spending, which accounts for two-thirds of GDP, played a pivotal role, rising 4% for the quarter and contributing 2.7 percentage points to the total increase. So, of course, we know like everything kind of went down due to COVID. It's not due to Biden. It is due to COVID. But it seems like we're on the upswing, which is a good thing, of course. Next, I want to read out Rep. Jamal Bowman pleads guilty to a misdemeanor for pulling a house building fire alarm ahead of a September vote on a stopgap funding bill. Man, when representatives become as childish as high schoolers, that really tells you our current state of affairs, doesn't it? Next, we got um, something regarding Israel and uh, Gaza, of course. One thing I do want to note to you is that the United Nations General Assembly, by a vote of 120 to 14, approved a Jordanian-led Jordanian resolution for humanitarian ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. Assembly re resolutions are not legally binding, but they serve as an indicator of country standings. So a lot of countries um, want this conflict between the two to stop. 
I think it's in the best interest of both Israel and Palestinians, Israelis and Palestinians for it to stop. And it doesn't help that we're having, you know, anti-Semitism, racism against Islam from both sides. And it, the, the world picture of the Jewish, of Israel, the, the picture of Palestinians just getting worse. Matter of fact, we had a recent violent conflict between uh, Palestinian supporters and Israeli supporters. Um, it's kind of ridiculous how we could have something like that happen in our in our country. And I've been saying so many times how nuanced the situation is, but this stuff happens to people who are kind of blinded by their emotions. So it's unfortunate for sure. Suspect in Lewiston, Maine mass shooting found dead Friday night. The 40-year-old gunman who killed 18 people and injured 13 was suspected allegedly found dead from a uh, self-inflicted gunshot wound the suspect's body was poorly found at a recycling center where he used to work that's good that we got some scum off the street it's so unfortunate we still have these situations occur in terms of mass shootings uh 18 people dying never is gonna bode well 13 people injured that's about like what 31 people affected by this one man who's having a bad day it's ridiculous and last thing i'm going to read off is representative dean phillips launches 2024 primary bid against biden phillips a 54 year old third term congressman enters the race with long shot odds against incumbent president joe biden who so far raised 71.3 million dollars and he's back from the uh and has backing from the democratic national community Seems like someone was willing to go up against Joe Biden. We do know that uh, R.F. Kennedy Jr. has decided to run as an independent, which will take votes away from Biden because he basically knew he would not win. It's pretty interesting that someone else wanted to take the challenge. But, you know, shout out to him, of course. So those are some of the things going on. If you guys um, have some any honest thoughts about it of course you can feel free to let me know but let's dive into our subtopic deep or deeper this is where we dive into some more interesting thought-provoking questions to dive into the conversation itself let's start off with should social media source their factual claims and this kind of goes into a bigger conversation as of recently from what i'm aware of from twitter slash x we know, and I've said this plenty of times, that viral tweets, especially based off misinformation or disinformation, is very harmful. One of the best things that was implemented by Elon Musk is providing community notes to factually check and provide more context to these viral tweets that are going out so people don't blindly believe something because we know people don't do their own research into certain things even it's hard for me to constantly do research and everything i see on twitter but we know the impact of these things that are done regardless if you have 100 subscribers or not if it goes viral people are going to believe that said information is true which begs the question on how far do we need to go to ensure that the best information is getting out to the people now, the thing that Elon Musk did, obviously, other than community notes, he did note that that these tweets, if they are, you know, basically a community note is factually providing the much needed context behind it or debunking the, the claims being made, then it will no longer be monetized. Twitter monetization obviously be, um, makes it very easy or motivates people to 
put out clickbait to create viral tweets, of course, and that's going to be a terrible thing. But if we can ensure that there's no, there's a checks and balances to ensure that people are just not throwing out information so people can like it and quote it and quote retweet it, then that's the best case scenario. And I think this was an excellent idea. I would say that sourcing your material that you're kind of posting, I think, should also be part of the equation, especially things that are not opinion based, but try to claim themselves as factual based. I think that should be part of the equation as well. There should be a a kind of input that, okay, viral tweet, maybe if you kind of claim that this tweet is factual and information, that this is news that I'm getting out to the people, a source should be always added upon it. So to ensure that it's being properly vetted so people can check the proper context behind it. They can look up the news article or the video behind it. I think that is going to be the next step. That's just how social media needs to be moving forward. People are so willing to just believe people because they sound convincing and because it sounds unique enough. People kind of want to believe the kind of most ridiculous conspiracy theorists, uh, conspiracy theories, if it breaks the mold, if it's different enough, which is the problem in a lot of these cases. So something like a factual sourcing of material that is being claimed to be facts to the people probably should be a part of the conversation as well. Please let me know what you guys think of that. Of course, in the comment section, or you can leave your review, leave a five-star review. I do appreciate that as well. So that is something that I thought was very interesting. You can let me, uh, you can answer the question for yourself, of course. Now let's dive into the main topic at hand. We probably won't go for the full hour and 30 minutes, uh, especially considering we had the, you know, initial little testing for me and you. But I think this is an interesting conversation to be had. I do want to eventually dive into Joe Biden and Donald Trump, but in due time, that's a podcast episode for later on. Do you want a great website like this? This is my podcast website where I direct the audience to come to watch the content, listen to the content, read the blogs, and much, much more. If you want to have your own customizable podcast website, then join my affiliate link in my description to sign up for something called PodPage, and they can help you customize an easy podcast website for your personal podcast. Sign up to get a discount now. Again, use the link in my description to join PodPage now. But I've talked about mental health and, and drawings a lot. And although I've came on the podcast and said things that when it comes to our our society, we may be over-medicated, I've come under a different perspective in the conversation that makes things a lot more interesting. So we know that people inherently should be allowed the ability to let their, their brains flourish and let their experience kind of determine who they are, right? But I've come to realize that there's another part of this conversation. Naturally, I don't think people should just rely on drugs to kind of put them in the status quo mentally or physically if you're there's nothing wrong with you 
right? Because I do think those things kind of do something to your body to make your body unnatural based off circumstance. So I'm not a big fan of the over um, medication uh, of people and being over medicalized in general in American and Western society, especially to kids. There shouldn't be a need to constantly give kids drugs in order to put them on the right path. There needs to be some type of kind of nurturing to see if there's a better solution first. So that's where I want to start off with. That's what I truly believe in terms of, you know, what we have in terms of what society is. But at the same time, I think there's another there's an interesting interesting part of this conversation. And that interesting part is that the people who are unnatural. And another part of that conversation is what is society turning people into in general? So there's a two-parter for this question. First, let's talk about the people who are unnatural. So individuals that do a profession, that do a career that require beyond human scope abilities probably have a strong case for doing things that is not natural to ensure their performance is up to par. A perfect example would be a professional athlete. Now, obviously, being a professional athlete is something that's purely entertainment-based. It's not needed for society, but it is a part of society. People want to be athletes. Sports is fun. And sports can make you a lot of money. So getting rid of it is nonsense. It's a part of who we are in today's society and moving forward. So there is an actual need to be an athlete for people. I want to be an athlete for people. And when you're an athlete, you are going through a trial with certain sports, whether it's boxing, MMA, NFL, soccer, baseball, maybe even golf and tennis. But we know a lot of these sports require a certain level of athletic ability that is beyond the scope of humanity. And what I mean by that is naturally, if we put a human in the wild to hunt and gather, they're going to be obviously more athletic than the average human. Natural humans will be much more, have better cardio, probably be stronger in general, be faster in general. They'll be like an animal. So naturally, they'll be much more capable. But when I'm looking at professional athletes, I think there's a legitimate argument. There's a legitimate claim to be made that professional athletes are more physically imposing than a natural human being in the wild. Their muscles are fine-tuned. Their speed are fine-tuned. Their cardio are fine-tuned. Reflexes, agility, all of everything that makes up a human body are fine-tuned to be the best of the best at your sport. LeBron James is a perfect example. I doubt any human in the wild will be nearly as an athletic, athletically as imposing as a LeBron James, as a Miles Garrett, right? These people are athletic demons. So 
The reason why I bring them up is they don't get there naturally. Obviously, it takes a very strict curriculum of diet. You have to eat a very certain way. It, a very disciplined workout schedule, of course. But there's another function. They have to take other materials that is beyond the natural scope to achieve such performance. Pre-workout, protein. I'm sure there's other pills that I don't even know about that these people can take to maximize their, their performance. So I was thinking of this, and this is a perfect example of a person that is on the irregular path of humanity, so to speak, based off what they do, which would be a legitimate reason on why they would take drugs to medi- to kind of put them on a t- put them on a side of performance to maximize what they're doing now the long term effects could be very detrimental we got you know a lot of athletes have you know very detrimental things happen to their body i mean deon sanders have talked about it that he he has a very bad leg and it hurts constantly we have people getting in cte we have people being able to kind of you know walk without hurting constantly so there's really something to be said that they will never have a normal life in general but in order to stay there on their path to success they require these extra material basically so that's one example i mean we can even go outside the example of of sports where it's a very irregular path for a human, but or even like something that is more mentally taxing, where it's all up here. We all understand there are people who are extremely intelligent that is working on material of substance that requires a level of thinking that maybe, let's say, eighteen hours of the day needs you at your t- at your best scholars, certain scientists, certain lawmakers. So there is a reasonable claim to be made that even these people may need certain drugs to keep them awake, to keep their brain functioning, to keep their mind focused. So we recognize that there are a natural profession, natural, unnatural career paths that may re- require you to go outside the norm of your human capability to adhere to those functions so there's a second part of it and that is the change in society for people nowadays what do i mean by that well we know that current west current society in general is nowhere close to how humans should be or humans were naturally supposed to be living their lives right we don't really in normal western society we don't really have the hunters and gatherers. We don't really have these people that is constantly needing to survive every day of the moment. For the most part in Western society, you got people on their phones, on TikTok, on YouTube, on a daily basis, going to school, going to work, going home, having a full stomach, all of that. Having shower, having water. So these people are living normal lives but the this current life is so different from the natural life that we keep on speaking of 
But with the addition of certain things in society, could it be argued that it's affecting the human mentality to an extreme extent to the point where it's impossible for us, for our brains, for our being to be natural? There may be a certain level of evolution and adaptation that could kind of debunk this, but I'm just trying to engage in this conversation for a second. With the increased amount of people that are having ADHD, having ADD, of course, with the increased amount of people, and I'm really focusing on a very particular way of um, being right now, being on social media constantly, being on electronics constantly, having these, you know, flashing images, having these, you know, receptors constantly bouncing back and forth in your brain, having being able to or being placed in these potentially harmful ideological echo chambers, being like pushed information in your brain constantly without being able to conceptualize the information throughout your life. Is these affecting the human brains to the extent where it's impossible to stay still, right? So I'm going to use myself for an example. I am, as you guys can tell, I'm a pretty smart individual, and I'm pretty smart for my age. Uh, I'm like in my mid-20s, right, nowadays. So with that said, with how intelligent I am, I would say that it's not always the easiest to focus on certain things, right? When I'm in a class or when I'm in a lecture and people are just rambling on something that I don't deem interesting, I can't pay attention. I will fall asleep every single time that has been an issue for me since high school middle school even in the military when someone was telling me stuff and it was boring i started falling asleep i factually can't stay up i struggle staying up my brain struggles to stay active okay when i'm doing research on something i legit have to keep my brain busy so i can engage like it takes me a while to engage in the stuff i'm researching so I can really focus on the material itself. So sometimes I struggle kind of just like reading a full article without getting bored out of my mind. Needing Sometimes I need like my Xbox on playing video games or I need another video kind of occupying my brain so I can kind of focus. It's weird. And the reason why I bring myself up is I'm thinking like maybe if I took certain drugs legal drugs, legal drugs, that would help refocus my brain so I can pay attention better, so I can stay laser focused on the material better. And that's what I, that's why I think the conversation is interesting. Not that I'm tempted to do it, but at the very least, why the conversation is more nuanced than just saying that the world is over-medicated, which it is. If we're realizing that technology is changing the ways our brains function, if we're realizing that social media is changing the ways our brains function, that we're, our brain is functioning much more, it's much more capable to an extent where it's able to handle more and more information and process things much faster. But with that said, it's not able to focus singularly on things as well as it has before. And maybe these outside drugs can kind of either put us on the status quo or adapt us to this new way of life. It could, There could be a solution out there that we can change the standard of living to 
better represent um, our way of our mental health to current society. There, there might be a legitimate discussion behind that, but it just, it's just very interesting with that being said on how humans are evolving and if in order for us to be our best versions of ourselves, maybe that pill will help us. So my question to you people who are listening to the podcast is, let's say you have a child who is not dumb by any means, pretty smart, smarter than maybe even the average kid, but they suck at focusing on homework. They suck at doing homework. They suck at staying focused in class. If they could stay focused and they could do their homework, they would ace it all the time. But they they just legit can't focus on these things. So let's say this person exists, your child exists, and you know that a certain pill will make them focus better, that they'll be able to focus on what they're learning in class, They'll stay up in class and they'll do their homework and get straight A's, get a, get a uh, ed, um, education scholarship to whatever college. Let's say if you have this option of an individual, would you or would you not consider giving them that pill? Initially, I always thought that people were too willing to medicate their kids. And I still think that is the case because the it's it's so hard. It's so it that's why I'm saying these conversations are so nuanced. It's so hard because we realize as as a society that if we want our kids to be the best versions of themselves and we have a ability to make them better, then a pill would be the obvious answer. Same time, people are not responsible enough to ensure that this is a last-ditch effort. And that's where the problem lies. We have a solution. Too much of it is problematic. Always the give and take that is so hard to determine. But the answer is out there. Maybe we should have a better vetting process in the Medicare industry. Maybe we shouldn't advertise the need for these drugs to people constantly. But it's capitalism. They're not going to go away. So podcasts like mine have to offer a certain level of nuance behind it. For me, where I'm going to go to, where I'm going to lean in this conversation, is that there are certain scenarios where medication is the best solution. If you're living in a regular life as an athlete, if you're living a regular a regular life as a scholar, medication may be required for you to maximize your performance. And honestly, I'm okay with that. But talking about the newer generation of individuals that are becoming much more hyperactive in terms of their brain, I would say that your first instinct is looking at the way of life and whether or not that is conducive to how they are being, how they are being. Are you allowing your kids to be on their tablet 24 seven and play video games 24 seven? Are you giving them the ability to consume information on a focused manner, like reading a book? 
Are you having engaging conversations with your child? Are you allowing them to experience the world itself? After going through these these lines of questioning and looking at your way of life and even determining whether or not it's possible to adhere to these ways of life should always be the first step. But if the first step is not enough, there is a legitimate, legitimate way or legitimate reason that certain medication can help your kid put themselves on the status quo. Now, does this play the same when it comes to depression? Because the the drugs I'm talking about is putting people on the status quo to maximize their efficiency in life. Well, when it comes to stuff like depression, right, and these uh, mental health issues, these are circumstances that's leading to a negative negative uh, state of mind. And there's really not a strong case that certain medication will fix this state of mind. A lot of this stuff, when it comes to a compromised state of mind, from what I've seen, tends to be very much internalized. Based off trauma, based off your community, based off a... A dissociation versus who you are now versus who you want to be. And the first answer for for me should never be, let's have the doctors fix me. In order for people, for me, to find the, the answers they need to kind of put them on the right track, in order for that to take place, they have to find out what is wrong with them. Obviously, it can be therapy. Or some type of self-reflection on, okay, what is my issue? And then going to therapy. I don't recommend self-diagnostic. But I will I will recommend trying to understand yourself a little bit more before you get actual help. There's nothing, I don't think there's anything wrong with that in particular. Self-diagnostic, I'm not a fan of. And then obviously answering that question on how will I come to terms with the problems I'm having internally. I've had plenty of conversations in reference to, you know, these different mental illnesses that may go on, whether it's gender dysphoria, body dysphoria, depression, so on and so on. And a lot of these things are dependent on external factors, not internal ones. So once you are able to diagnose what those things are, once you are able to find a, a means of kind of coming to terms with the situation or finding a better situation, I think those should always be the first first option. I think that is always should be the first option. And I guess the, the biggest question or the biggest conversation point before we start wrapping things up is what about kids? Now, I talked about performance and other kids should be involved. I think kids ultimately need to grow up to be who they are. Even when I bring up the drug situation to kind of maximize their performance or, you know, based on society, put them on the status quo. I ultimately think that the adaptation of a kid to society is still the best course of action to make them who they will be. Let them grow up. Let them become an adult. 
And then after that experience, after that perspective, after that responsibility, let them decide on who they want to be. And that is my conclusion on how to handle kids, basically. So that is all we got today for today's podcast episode. Feel free to let me know what you guys think in the comment section, or you can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you want to contact me via email, you want to be on a guest in the future, or if you want to kind of spread the message, you can do all of that via my website, www.purplepoliticalbreakdown.com. This podcast is here for a reason. We are here to have a nuanced conversation to make sure that we are finding solutions versus finding problems, and we're pushing the conversation forward. So push this podcast forward while you're at it, of course. And if you want to join the Patreon, that is on the website as well. I do hope you guys enjoyed. You can watch us on Roku.tv. You can watch us on YouTube. You can come to the live streams on Mondays and Thursdays, 8 p.m. EST. You all have a good one. Take care. We'll check it out, y'all. We got what you need. We're all living in apartments, condos, vans. Well, dude. Even you can have a studio. A studio in a box. Yes, we can help you with that right here at Blind Knowledge. We work on your budget, and we figure out your measurements. We'll get you the best sound for the best price. Let me know, 877-237-1143, or at blindknowledge.com. Yep.